Today's episode is brought to you by the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. To learn more, visit usbank.com slash altitude go. As a traveler, it's a fact you're going to need to manage your spending in different currencies. You need a service that not only helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast, but also does it without the hidden fees or exchange rate markups. This is where WISE comes in. WISE is the easiest way to connect all of your finances internationally. I've been a customer for over a decade. It's been a lifesaver for me as a traveler, a nomad, and now a permanent resident abroad. If you're a traveler who's still using your regular bank, you need to check this out. Join 16 million customers and learn how the WISE account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash travel. That's wise.com slash travel. Thank you to WISE for supporting today's show. This episode of Zero to Travels brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. If we're partying till the sun rises now, it's usually because our kid's crying. That's true. <laughs> that's true. We did it last night. And then you feel a little screwed because you you feel the hungover, but you didn't get the party kind of. So it's <laughs> it's not the same. You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much for hanging out and spending a little time with us today, letting us bring a little travel into your ears. Yes, I said us because I have a special guest sitting near me that I'll tell you about in just a second. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. And we are doing a little special episode today. I actually got a few special episodes coming your way. Coffee chats with a very special guest sitting Right on the couch across from me, you might have guessed already, my lovely wife, Anadorta. Anadorta, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you back. It's great to hear your voice and, well, see you, but I could say those that are listening are hearing <laughs> your see voice. see me for <laughs> a year. Yes. Uh, we have a, a whole bunch of episodes planned for you during these coffee chat sessions travel themed and some other different. Uh, they're all going to be travel themed, of course, but today's is. One of those lists, one of those hard to make lists that we struggled with and we thought, well, wouldn't it be great to reflect a little bit on our travels and to also give you some ideas of not only places we've been, but places you might want to visit. So today we're doing the top 10 places we've been that we're dying to go back to, places that were so awesome, we can't go there just once. We have to go see them again, which can be hard, right, Anandorta, when you travel because sometimes you're booking a, a flight or you know, making time to go somewhere. And it's kind of tempting to just check out someplace new, right? Yes, it is. But then you have these places you feel kind of connected to. Yeah, you just feel you you have to see them again. It's like being in love a little bit. You have <laughs> that, to see them again. That's true. To check yeah. out. Is it true? Is it true love? Or wasn't it as special as I thought? Right. And yeah, and then that gets that's another layer of it, right? When you go back playing the comparison game. Oh, was this how I remembered it? Before? Yeah. You might be super disappointed. Like yeah. you have this vision that it was so great when you were there, but then you go back and it might not be as cool as you thought it would be. I think or it's dangerous beautiful. to compare, you know? Of it, course, of course. But you can't be disappointed. It's going on that second date. Uh, <laughs> wasn't that great? Here we go. The, let the dating <laughs> analogies begin. We'll try not to get into to too much of, too many I'm of our sorry. dates. Sorry. No, no, no. That's good. No, it's a, it's a great actually way to to compare it because you're right it is a bit of a romance i guess when you go to a new place and and you can be seeing it through rose tinted glasses but sometimes you can be in a place that maybe if you were there just on your own you didn't meet a certain group of people it wouldn't have been as special but because of the people you met and the times you had there yeah it made it special it's so. normally like 
coincidences that makes things either great or not so great. I'm sure that some people can say, for example, New York, that a lot of people love, uh, me included, that there will be people that doesn't have a great experience there for different reasons, and it won't be on their list of going back, for example. But for a lot of people, New York is a place that a lot of people want to go back, and yeah. that have something to do with with what you experienced. So... My list is a bit of, of a mix of that. And then I also have some places that I want to go back because I, I don't feel like I had enough time to explore the romance, right? Like I had the first date, but then I didn't get the second date. I didn't get the third date or the fourth date. So I need to go back and get more time with these places. So anyway, we're going to get into that list in a second, but we're calling these coffee chat sessions because we're here drinking these delicious coffees. We love coffee, right? I mean, there's no secret. If you've listened to the show, you know I love coffee. And, and this what is I, really good coffee, too. This is incredible coffee. And it's made with an AeroPress. I'm not sure if you've heard about AeroPress or what it is. If you go to AeroPressInc.com is their website. I'll leave that in the show notes. A-E-R-O PressInc.com. You can check them out. This thing has changed my life because... I used to feel like I had to go out to get a good coffee. That was the thing, right? I'm like, okay, oh, I want a really good coffee. I'm going to go out and buy one. And that's in Norway pretty <laughs> expensive. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really anywhere. And, that's you know, I mean, it's not like I couldn't make decent coffee at home, but this is incredible coffee. Yeah, and so smooth. Not only that, it's, uh, well, I'm, I'm bringing them up, first of all. I have to tell you, they're supporting today's show. And I was thrilled when they reached out because... They said, hey, we might be interested in you know working with you on the podcast. And I got right back to them right away. And I said, oh, yes, please. I use this thing every single day, multiple times a day, usually, as you can probably hear from my caffeinated voice in various episodes. And you can certainly hear right now. And I said, please, yeah, I'm so down with this because this is a product I absolutely love. And, and you guys know if you listen to the show, I only recommend those products that I use, that I love and enjoy. And the thing that's great about this, too, is... It works for travel. That's why I want also wanted to work with them because I, I mean I can't think of a better thing to bring camping and drink coffee from. And I used to feel like I had to, you know, sacrifice my good coffee when I was camping, right? You could do instant coffee or some kind of weird setup. Now with the AeroPress, that changes everything. It's such an awesome product. So anyway, we do use this thing every single day. And there are some meditative properties to this thing as well, I think, because just the ritual of creating coffee. Anyway, I'm a huge fan. If you love coffee, you have to check it out. AeropressInc.com. And there's and no like, you don't need to plug it in somewhere or it's just... No, yeah. You just use your two hands. That's and true. And then yeah. you have nope. a really good cup of coffee. Absolutely. It's really good. That's a great point. Yeah, no plugs, no fancy anything. It's just, it's, it's basic, it's light, easy to use and makes incredible coffee. So check them out and it's inexpensive. That's the other thing. So you can um, you can pick this up and have incredible coffee at home. And you're going to sit here and if you, maybe you have a coffee right now, you can enjoy some coffee with us as we go or through this list. So put us on pause and make a really yeah. good cup of coffee there and listen go. to our top 10 best places to go back to. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Do your own little meditative coffee experience and then and then come back. And if you did that, welcome back. We're going to get into this list right now. So yeah, thanks again to AeroPress for supporting today's show. By the way, I should mention too, I have a shout out to a Zero to Travel community members couple at the end of this show. So stick around for that. Now let's get into this list. We ranked them and Anadorta was like, well, I didn't really rank them. And I was like, well, you have to rank them. That's the point. She's like, it's hard. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's really hard. And it's funny because we take these lists so seriously. Of course, we can change them. I mean, maybe they will change over time. Maybe if you asked us three months from now, these lists would be different. But these are our lists today. And we're going to count down from number five to number one. Before that, do you want to share a couple quick honorable mentions that you wanted to put on the list but didn't quite make it for whatever reason? Um, yeah, I have some that this time, unfortunately, didn't come on the top five. But there's so many places that could be on my list yeah. almost so, every place yeah in a way, yeah but. one place is moab utah 
America. Mm. Didn't make it to the list, oh. but it's a great place. Yeah, I want to go back. And then Nepal is on the list. It's bubbling absolutely there. And that was a great place too. So it was hard not to take it on the top five. And then also I have Svalbard, which is a part of Norway, which is close to the North Pole. It's in the Arctic. And it's such a great place. And I've been there in the winter. And I would like to go back there in the summer to explore. It's it's a very unique place on Earth. If you are listening to the show for the first time or just getting into the feed, Anadorta is Norwegian and we actually live in Oslo, Norway. So it's interesting you have on your bubble your home country because I do as well. I put USA, which is obviously pretty huge. I could pick out... Many, many spots that I'm dying to go back to, like New Orleans, like the Pacific Coast along Route 1, uh, South Dakota, and the Black Hills. All of these places I want to go back to, but I know I'm going to get back there because it's my homeland, so it didn't make the list, and I know we're going to do some more epic road trips to the U.S. like we did in Moab. Peru was another one. I want to do some more trekking there. There's a lot of other things I want to do there, and it didn't make the list, and Canada only because I haven't gotten to go to many parts of Canada that I want to go to. The places with the national parks, I haven't been to Vancouver. I've only been to Toronto and a few border towns. And Canada is a place I want to explore. But again, maybe maybe it's not on the list because I know it's fairly easy to get to from the States and that I can do it as, as I think this out. So those were three honorable mentions for me. And funny enough, I didn't put Nepal on the list either because... I don't know why. I just thought of it when you said that. It, it is one of my favorite countries, probably one of my top two favorite countries. But for some reason, it's not on the list. And maybe that's because we were just there. I mean, it's been a while now, three or four years ago, but maybe four years ago, three, three years ago. Terrible Jason years. isn't very good with like... No, I say this every time on the podcast when, or when I'm being interviewed. Don't believe him. Don't it's believe the, him. I, I just don't. I'm not good with the years. <laughs> I know. I can't remember when things happened and how they happened. I don't know. But anyway... <laughs> Maybe I remember how they You happened, need me. You need me. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep my chronology straight. Okay. So, yeah. Fascinating that we both excluded Nepal, even though we both agree that it's one of our favorite countries that we've ever been. Yeah. And I excluded also Peru, which is also one of my favorite countries. Yeah. So it's... Well, we will get back to Nepal. And maybe that's why it is not on the list, because we know we'll get back to it. Maybe some of these we're not sure. No, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get back to all these. It's I'm, hard. I'm going to say it. It is hard. Okay. Give me your number five. Croatia, uh, the island mm. island of Vlad. It's just a beautiful place. It's like the smell of lavender. Uh, you have like the fields of lavender everywhere. The water is so clear. It's so relaxing. And you can eat fresh fish every day. And it's just a very relaxing, nice place where I would love to go back to. The water is amazing. The The smell. I can close my eyes and smell the lavender. And I love that uh, smell. We have a lavender tree. No. We have a, a lilac tree. That's lilac tree. Okay. There was That's some smell. My, probably my favorite smell. Okay. Yeah. There was some <laughs> smell right outside of our apartment here this spring that was incredible. Lilac. To, lilac. Yeah. It was lilac, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Lavender is also it's delicious. also purple. <laughs> I love so. how you paint the picture there. Annoyingly, I haven't been to Croatia yet, and I know many people that have been and rave about it, and I just read an article recently about the pace of life there and how things are more relaxed, and did you find that there was a certain vibe there? That yeah, it was relaxing. We uh, stayed in like a cute, relaxing fisherman town. Elderman was playing like games outside. You could get fresh fish every day for dinner. And, and it's not that far from Italy. So it's the food is have a lot of influence from Italy. And also like they have delicious gelato. And yeah, it was just mm -hmm. a very nice place to mm. go to. Yeah, there's something about those places when you show up and there's that laid back energy vibe i don't know how to describe it but you get to a place and you know pretty quickly that oh this is a place where people relax and they're not just relaxing it's not just tourists relaxing the actual people that live there there's this relaxed vibe running through the culture it, it slows you down 
in, in, quickly. And then you have to, you know, kind of come from your mindset if you're coming from a work environment or something where you've been go, go, go. And then you have to match that pace and you have to do it more quickly, I think, in places like that. And it just gets you into that mode. And then if you've been there for a while, you don't want to, it's hard to leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You want to, it's addictive. You want to stay with that relaxed vibe. That's great. I, I wish I could put that on my list, but I haven't been there yet. These are places that we've been that we're dying to go back to and I haven't been there yet. So that's a great one. My number five, you. by the way, we made these lists independent of each other. So I have no idea what's on, on Adorta's list. She has no idea what's on mine. So we could definitely cross over. But the reasons I love to do these, especially with you, because I get to learn about some of the things that are on your bucket list, Anadorta, and we can make some travel plans together for the future, which is exciting. My number five, Morocco. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good choice. You took me to Marrakesh for my 40th birthday, which was a very sweet gift and a super nice surprise. And we still have some videos on the plane that make us laugh because we were we were making silly videos and just having so much fun. And we had such a blast on that trip. And it was a short one. We did about four nights, I think, total. And that's what we had. And we just wanted to check it out. And it was just so great to just come in and check out a city. But I started learning more about the country and the Atlas Mountains and all the different things you can do. And uh, I didn't want to leave. I just wanted to stay and explore and, and do more. It seemed like such a great place. The people there, the culture, the food, we had such a wonderful time with our time there in that one city, and there's so much more to see, I know, and and Marrakesh is a very, very visited city, so I really want to get outside of some of those places where there are a lot of tourists and see more of Morocco, so that's my number five. It's a good choice. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) I really enjoyed that place, too. Absolutely. What's your number four? My number four is Iceland. Oh. Yes. It's so cool to hear your list because, gosh, I could have put that on my list. And then I mean all of Iceland because we also went there for a shorter trip. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went to Reykjavik, the capital. It It was... In November. It was in November. So probably like I remember I told my dad we're going to Iceland. He's like, oh, that's like the worst <laughs> time to go. It's not and that it, far from Norway, though. No, it just, no. You know. It was cold and pretty dark fast. It's like Norway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like November is probably like my least favorite month to be in north of Nor- <laughs> or Europe. <laughs> like yeah. it's, yeah. But anyway, we had a great time. The food scene there is really, really awesome. But what I want to do is to go there and travel around and explore the whole country. The nature on Iceland is epic. Mm -hmm. And I also want to do more like people. Can I say people exploring? That sounds weird. But like get to know like the Icelandic people more. Yeah. Yeah. That will be fun to get like a little bit underneath their skin and like understand their country better. It's like tough people coming from Iceland. The culture and the nature is what I want to explore. So I would like to go back there maybe like early summer road trip with our soon two kids. The waterfalls, nature, go camping and meet people outside of the capital. I have to tell you, I am loving your list right now. I am loving your list because... I know if these are on your list, then that means I'll probably on your be there as too. well. You know what was cool, though, about going to Iceland in November is that it was a real snapshot of Iceland in the way it is when it's not this more idyllic place when everybody else is visiting. And we had the opportunity to be in a lot of cozy. There's the coziness right yeah, of, yeah. Of, and we went to the blue lagoon and it was pretty decent weather and then suddenly it was like a snowstorm and it was just yeah. like in our face <laughs> yeah. and that was cool too yeah i just remember some of the cozy cafes and meals we had and being there at that time is is unique in and of itself if you haven't experienced a lot of the dark i mean we certainly experience it in norway having a lot of the darkness during the winter months but because we were spending a weekend in the city it doesn't bother me as much when you're in a city because you're just doing more city things 
as opposed to obviously if we wanted to plan a nature excursion camping in November in Iceland isn't the most fun situation but I have to share a quick beautiful moment from that trip between us with everybody here because when I was dating Anadarta before we were married I was coming back and forth from the US to Norway and we were sometimes meeting up in other countries so we could have more time together because I could only stay in Europe for three months every six months because of the the tourist visa so this was one of the times where we had been at the end of a stay. I had just spent a few months in Norway and we wanted a few more days together. So I was doing the free layover. But here's a hot tip, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, Iceland Air has a free layover in Iceland. I believe it's up to seven days where you can book a flight. It runs through Iceland and, and you can get off the plane essentially for up to seven days and stay there and then get back and continue your route. So if you're coming to Europe or back to the U.S. or anywhere else, you have a chance to explore Iceland. I think it's a great idea for the country because it gets people in and they don't have to pay extra for their plane ticket for the stopover and everything. So that's what we did. So that's what I did. And Anadorta just did a round trip ticket so we could spend a few extra days together in Iceland. And then she had to leave. And it was really sad because she went to the airport and I had one more night there. I think one or two, one more night. And I just thought she was gone and I was so bummed. And I went to a cozy cafe with all this old furniture. And I remember I was sitting in this cafe doing some work, writing an email or something and sitting on a beat up old chair that was probably 30 or 40 years old. One of those cozy old chairs you'd find at somebody's grandmother's house or something. And who walks in the door? But this girl, Anadorta, she walks in the door and I just could not believe my eyes. Uh, and your plane got canceled. Yeah, thanks to going in November, I guess, yeah. because the weather was uh, too bad, I think. Yeah. So I think that was the reason my plane got canceled yeah so i basically called my boss and said like hey i'm kind of stuck on iceland i'm coming in tomorrow a little later at work i'm getting this other plane and she was totally fine with that and i headed back to the hotel yeah and uh jason wasn't there but raishavik is small and i kind of knew that he was going out for doing some work and probably would sit in this uh, nice cafe. So, yeah, I that think was... I commented on it before. Oh, that yeah, cafe Yeah, that looks you cozy. would go there. So that was sweet. We got like an extra, extra night together. And... That was huge. Talk about the highs and the lows because... Yeah, because that was one of the hardest goodbyes I think we had yeah. uh, was that day uh, in Reykjavik because it would be months till we could see each other again. Yeah. So just that one extra night was so meaningful. It was so sweet and uh, so unexpected. And the best surprises and the best feeling is when those great things happen. That so are sometimes unexpected. it's good then when your flight gets canceled. Yeah, I thought I was just in Iceland by myself and I was just, you know, bummed, but trying to make the most of my last night. And then when you walked in with your smile and everything, I was like, this is amazing. What a high. What a great <laughs> moment. So thank you for putting Iceland on the list. So I got to relive that a little bit. Okay. My number four, we're, we're taking our time through this list, but it's fun to reminisce here on some of these places. This, this was going to really if surprise you. want to like you. have another coffee break, just like pause it again I and make know. you another coffee. <sighs> I should do that. <laughs> I did suck down my coffee already. This is coffee chat, but we're, we're wired up on the caffeine. We're good. Number four, this is going to surprise you because... It surprised me when it landed on my list. It went into my head. And then I just thought, I have to put this on the list. I don't know why. A place I've been about 19 years ago, maybe. Only one time. France. No. France. Viva la France. Not that far from where I live now. But, you know, what I realized is I enjoyed my time in France. I saw Paris and Versailles and did all of that stuff, but also went to the south of France. And this is when I was on my first backpacking trip through Europe many years ago, as I mentioned, and um, met some amazing people. I just didn't really get to explore the other things that I would like to explore now, which is the French Alps, 
the small villages, the wine culture. There's so much in France, uh, some of the World War II history. I didn't get to see any of that stuff. It was basically Paris and some of Southern France, and that was it. And there's, I feel like there's so much to see there, and I want to get into some of those villages and drink that wine there and really get on the ground and get to know people and just be in the French culture and have some great food. And I want to hike from village to village and I, I want to work out all day and go through beautiful mountains. And then in the evening have a, a wonderful meal and, and drink some wine and just relax and experience that village life. And I want to go back to France. So that's uh that's number four on my list. Surprised. Nice. Did uh, you expect to hear that or? Yeah, a little bit, a little really? surprised. Maybe. Oh, a little surprised. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You have to bring me back because I only been to Paris and yeah, that was not the, my best experience. That's why <laughs> Paris is not on my list. And actually, it's not Paris' fault. It's It was somebody else's fault. You went with a former <laughs> love, I guess, or former something. I don't know. Yeah, it was, uh, we don't have a, to get into we that. We don't story. have to get into that. <laughs> we but don't anyway. Ruin the good vibes on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I also like, I've been to the airport in Paris quite a bit and never really got to i'm sorry if there are some french listeners but never really got the french connection connection i guess so i need that and i think it's absolutely there so i want to have more than just uh the airport and paris yeah. i want to go back to paris though because yeah. it's a beautiful yeah, it beautiful is. city it is. but the south would be great and also the the mountains the alps i, I would think really biking like to go france back to. would be a great thing to do yeah or skiing in france or yeah mm. it's a lot of it's a big country and uh, i want to go i want to take my mom actually to go wine tasting yeah. in france that's yeah. true we're going to after this now this is just giving me more fuel we've talked about updating or we had a bucket list for a while that we made together and i don't know it got where it is it might be in colorado or somewhere else in storage so we need we need a fresh bucket list so yes. this is some fuel for that yeah. um okay let's move into your number three okay uh number three is in norway we might have the same play i don't know but it's fjallam oh. in song of Fjordane in nice. norway it's on the west uh, west coast of nice. norway that's a place that is just special we went there on a road trip it's our hidden gem in norway yeah it is it's a very small place it's just a beautiful little place and there is a great place to go hiking it has glacier fjord view and mountains and it's just it was just a very we stayed at boyem camping yeah that's true the, yeah and a little advertisement for them yeah, <laughs> because sure. it was really really they were really sweet and it was just relaxing to be there we were also lucky with the weather uh, and no you're not getting big cruise ships going there no 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 it's not a it's like a, this, it's not a destination that people go to i think it's Norwegians not it or something. No, or Bergen. Some Norwegians, some people that are traveling around Norway a bit more extensively seem to find this place. There was a glacier museum right yeah. there that you can yeah. walk to. We didn't even go there. We just did the hiking and we stayed at this cabin we rented where they had uh did they have shared kitchens or we had our yeah, own yeah, yeah. It was, we had our own room but it was like a shared place it was like a camping spot yes but it was really sweet and it was it was uh, it just felt so right to be there in a way they have this river with glacier water coming oh, down yeah. and it was just so clear and nice and it's a highly recommended place i would say and this is like not where i come from in norway or anything because that could be on my list too like yeah. i love the area i'm from it's a beautiful spot in norway but this is just like the, a jewel in yeah yeah it norway, is I would and say. i think certainly it's a place that living in norway i could imagine we've even talked about oh we have to make this a tradition where we have to come back and spend time here at least you know, once every couple of years or something and, and make a trip there. And maybe we just spend some days there as a place that we go back, which is why it's great to put on this list, of course, this is a place we're dying to go back to. And we've literally talked about making this a place we go back to time and time again, but we haven't gone back yet. No. So no. that's wonderful. I'm glad that's on the list. My number three is a place I'd been to, again, many years ago. I spent a month there and had wonderful experiences and explored a ton and feel like there's a lot more to explore and also a place that I would like to go with you for not only the culture 
and the history and the people especially and the food but the the general overall feeling i guess that more of that you know feeling of friendliness and relaxedness we talked about too and that's thailand and i have gotten to see a lot so i'm fortunate for that but it's been many years and i'm sure it's changed a lot and there's just so much to see there and i don't know what else to say about it outside of it's it's number 3 on my list and i think it would be great to go there with you i actually haven't I haven't been to Thailand and that's kind of weird for Norwegian because mm-hmm. it's very common yeah. um, for Scandinavians and probably now most people is like Thailand is like, ah, oh, that's so accessible and it's so easy to go to kind of. It's become like a, for Scandinavians, it's like the new Spain or just further. So that was putting me a little back to plan like a trip there in a way because ah, oh, it's so common to go there. But I know that it is an awesome place and I really, really want to go there. And I know like the food is amazing mm-hmm. and there is so many well, We love Thai things. food. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. Yeah. I would love to go there with you. Now, just book the tickets. Just, just throwing it out there. <laughs> now, so far, our list has not crossed over yet. We have not had no, the, any of no. the same places, I'm but I have a surprised. feeling knowing you and you knowing me, I have a feeling that maybe at number one we might have the same maybe place maybe Maybe even number two we're gonna find out in a second what's your number two my number two is buenos aires argentina ah specifically buenos aires yeah yeah i was a little torn like should i say buenos aires because i put iceland in there as a whole country Mm -hmm. and you wanted to mix it up um, a little. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I want to go to back to all of or Argentina, but I haven't been to all of Argentina. Like my dream destination that it's been for years is Patagonia. And I haven't been there. So I can't say like, I want to go back there because I haven't been there, but I've been to other parts of Argentina and it's definitely one of my favorite countries. And Buenos Aires is my favorite city. It's just an amazing place. I just love being there. I spent quite a bit of time there when I was traveling by myself in Central and South America for six months. And it wasn't the plan to be there for that long, but it was just that it just kept me there. It was just so much fun. And like, I met a lot of nice people there too. So that had a lot to say. Like if I didn't meet those people and we were like... It was a special time in your life. It was a very special time in my life. And... And thanks to the people I met, I also stuck around, obviously. Mm -hmm. And that was both local people and other travelers. So it was like a mix and that made it unique too. We went to local people's places and had dinners. I felt like I lived the Argentinian life, like the craziness of like going out um, in the Until middle the of the night, up. like we went out yeah. for dinner at like 10, 11, and then we went clubbing the rest of the night and came back to where we stayed at, at like 10 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and just, yeah. That's it how was, they live there. Yeah, that's yeah. how they live that's there. That's how they go down. That's how it goes down. And the atmosphere is just amazing. And the people is very friendly. And I just love like during the day, just stroll around in a different areas of the city the architecture is is fun and it's like very diverse city too like you have the the more rich areas and you have the the more the labor areas that's maybe the place i feel like i can be because that was a time when i was i was 23 years old when i was there and i could do whatever i wanted to now i'm 34 and going there with the family is maybe a different experience mm-hmm. like so that might be the maybe. place <laughs> that might be the place where i can be um, like I'm a little scared that I might be a little disappointed mm. in a way. Well, but the city will be the same. At the same and, time, um, yeah, you would know going into it. This is yeah, be yeah, it. of course, of course. But if we're partying till the sun rises now, it's usually because our kids crying. That's true. <laughs> that's true. We did it last night. Um, so, and then you feel a little screwed because you you feel the hungover, but you didn't get the party kind of. So <laughs> it's it's not the same. <laughs> but yeah, Buenos Aires is definitely and dancing tango and. 
drinking wine and eating like amazing steaks it's Malbec that I can still do yes definitely absolutely and (laughs) of course enjoying the people and yeah there's a lot to say about that and I think what you said about the city keeping you there is one of the beauties of long-term travel when you're going for a long time and you have that flexibility and you can say hey I'm feeling I'm feeling this I'm I've met great people I don't want to leave I don't have to leave no I can stay in the city for a couple weeks if I want I planned on staying for three days but now I'm gonna stay until it feels right to leave and And that's what I did it was a totally love affair I love that about long-term travel and when you go for a long time that you can have the flexibility to do that and you don't have to stick to some kind of an agenda it's such a feeling of freedom yeah and if you don't feel it you just go somewhere else so you're gonna be at number one next I'm at number two and that's Cambodia. Yes. Yes. Cambodia. Mm, good choice. I don't know if this is your number one or not. Is it your number one? Can't tell you yet. Well, if it is, we can talk about it together. Can't tell you yet. Okay. You're on she number won't tell two. Me yet. We planned a trip to Vietnam and we were going to be there for almost a month or three weeks, I think. I was there for a month because I stayed longer. And it was one of those times when I couldn't be in Norway until a certain time because I had to wait for my visa to renew. So we decided to meet up in Vietnam. And then while we were there, we said, well, we should go check out Angkor Wat in Cambodia because we've heard so many great things and it's something I've always wanted to see. And I love Indiana Jones and adventure and old ruins and things like that. So we went to Cambodia and we were just blown away by the country, the people, again, the vibe, the what we saw and we were both immediately, we felt very connected to this country for whatever reason, for whatever reason you feel connected to a country when you get there and you land and you're there. I don't know. I can't explain that in words, but we both felt connected to it and we both wished we had more time to be there. And that's why that's on my list at number two, the top 10 places we've been that we're dying to go back to. We only got to see a little sliver of it and I want to see more of Cambodia and spend more time there. Yeah. It's also an interesting place with the with their history. I would like to yes. ex- like know more about, and it's they have a very they have a terrible history. Yeah. Um, we did. We went to the the landmine. Yeah, museum. Museum. Yeah, that and was a very emotional experience. Yeah, but these are things that is important and to understand the people and uh, and the country mm-hmm. and and I think like we both felt like coming to Cambodia I was like uh going from Vietnam and going into Cambodia I was like a different vibe and I really enjoyed Vietnam too but Cambodia was just it was the people were really more I don't know warm yeah, warmer mm-hmm. yeah maybe and, it's hard to generalize uh, yeah, because it is. people are, because of course, it's different. We warm, we we experienced that in Vietnam too, yeah. so I shouldn't say we that. But people it, inviting us into their homes yeah, and things. Yeah. So. But it was it was just um it was a very special place, and like you felt, said, it felt right to like go there and it had and a, it of course the nice, Angkor Wat was was great, spectacular. Yeah, I definitely want to go back there. Is it number one on your list? But I can tell you that it's not on my list whoa it's not on your list (laughs) no i'm so surprised (laughs) you are yeah Yeah. i thought it would be on your list for sure Mm. wow no it's not wait what is your number one oh wait a minute oh now i can't what is your number because you already said buenos aires so i thought that was going to be your number one because i know you love argentina yeah what's your number one Oh, it might surprise you. It's going to but now. It's, it's like a place where I just felt this is a place I could actually live. Oh, oh, hold on. This is taking it to another <laughs> level. Yeah. It's Where could you live? <laughs> where are we moving? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a pretty expensive place, I can tell you that. But that doesn't have anything to do with why I want to go back there. It's just I would just say, what a place. And for me, that is Telluride, Colorado. Yeah! <laughs> Colorado makes it to number one. Yes, it does. Wow. It does. Um, that is just like a sweet spot in, in the world. In the world. Wow. We actually went there for our honeymoon. 
we went there for a festival, a bluegrass festival, but it was, we did like a lot of other things too. We did hiking and, and explored Haven't the area. Haven't been skiing there yet. No, we haven't been skiing it's supposed there. Supposed to be great. Yeah, I know. Like people can say, "Ah, oh, that's like a that's like a snobby ski destination with like a lot of rich people." But it didn't like. No, yes, that's more. I know uh, that's the, the, the sort of stereotype of Aspen. Yeah, I, I know that. But, but this course, is Telluride like it is a lot of, of money celebrities in there. living there, and yeah. but that's not why I felt like, oh my god, this is but like the town a great place itself. The, yeah, it's it's very cute, and it's not like a it's not like Vale. It's not like Disneyland. No, um, it has some authentic local businesses. Yeah, and, and just like the scenery around, like and the fact that like the road actually stops there. <laughs> it's like a and yeah, we went some on some hikes around there, and it's just a beautiful place where I felt like, oh my god, when you're looking, I was when you- sad when we were leaving. <laughs> Yeah, when you come into a town and you look down the street, this gorgeous main street, and then you have all these cute houses and small businesses, like you said, offset, and there is this community there that lives there, and not everybody has money or is... I know Tom Cruise has a house there, I think, and Oprah and all these people, but those, they're not in town. It's It's somewhere outside of town, but... But when you look down that main street and then you see at the end of town just a, an awesome waterfall yeah. <laughs> and a mountain, yeah, it's yeah. sweet. It, it was. It's a very sweet place, and also like the fact that we spend our honeymoon. And I really do love Colorado, too. It made it to the top. Well, we got to start saving up. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there'll be a place in our future there. It's a little far from airports and things. Yeah, it but uh, like, but it's that's like what keeps it. You just have to. Don't think about all the like the practical mm-hmm. stuff like all the time. It is a place when I was there, I thought, man, it would be so great to experience living here for a year or even a season just to see what it's like to spend time in this place. Yeah, and, and it's also like a the fun community. And yeah, and it's a fun place to be, I think. They have a lot of uh, festivals going on the whole summer. So and, many music festivals. Um, yeah, and music and film festivals. And I think like the community is really strong and and nice there in a way. Like you could feel like if you, if you are there, you would be coming like a part of the community really fast. And that's like a nice thing. It's not like a big city where you would just be one in a million like Mm -hmm. feeling lost in a way i think this is like a really uh, it felt like a really nice place and has a lot of good eating places and it's it's just a very cute place Mm -hmm. it's not like only if you have money you can go there it's totally a place you can go we like tented there i didn't feel like it was snobby even though i know it's like a lot of money there yeah can you guess what my number one is um patagonia patagonia <laughs> yes, i knew it which is your number one yeah we're going to places which, i can say that right now yeah and i spent almost four months in patagonia and mostly in patagonia i would say i was in buenos aires and other places but for total time i can't remember exactly but at least two and a half months maybe three somewhere between two and a half and three months spent in Patagonia years ago in Argentinian Patagonia. And Patagonia is just a region of uh, South, South America that encompasses Chile and Argentina. So you have Argentinian Patagonia and Chilean Patagonia. And that's just what that area is referred to. Mountains, streams, nature, rivers, national parks, so much beauty at least when I was there, very rustic vibes in certain places. You have the traditional South American cowboys and ranches and and trekking and hiking and world-class white water rafting and camping and all of that outdoor stuff. It's spectacular, and I fell in love with it when I was there. I'm still in love with it, and it's a place that I would love to go back to and spend more months. And I was very fortunate at that time to be able to do it. And the reason why was because I'd spent all this time doing these travel jobs and touring. And all of those contracts and gigs happened during the summer. And I love to hike, get outside and do outdoor things. And tried to squeeze those in when I was on tour and did squeeze those in many places around the U.S. 
but wanted to have a summer that I could just be outside and do any outdoor activities and all kinds of outdoor stuff for an entire summer. And summer in Patagonia is November to February, roughly. And that's what happened. So, of course, when you get to just play in the outdoors for months, how are you going to have a bad time? But it wasn't just the spectacular outdoor scenery. It was also the people, particularly in Argentina, the Argentinian people in their the people I met, like, yeah, I had the same experience as you, or I met some great people and locals and and also travelers alike, but uh, got to interact with a lot of... And Argentinians like to get out too. So when you're out on trails doing these different adventures, there are also Argentinians out there, you know, on these hikes and staying in these, you know, hut to hut, they call it refugios, which is refugios, which are these mountain huts. And they're staying there too, so it's not just a bunch of Western tourists or anything. You got people from there that are out there enjoying the outdoors, and you get to meet so many locals, and it's just a spectacular place. I can't say good enough good things about it, and the beauty is unparalleled. So, I mean, I would say you know Norway's a pretty beautiful place too, and there are many beautiful places in the world, but there's something about Patagonia, and it's the mountains, the ruggedness, the the land, again, the people. Uh, I just love it. So that's my number one. And there it is. There are our top 10, collectively, our top 10 places that we've been that we're dying to go back to. And you want to just run through and recap your list really quickly? Yes. Croatia, Iceland, Fjallan. Croatia, I would say, Var, the Iceland of Var. Fjallan, Norway, Buenos Aires, Argentina, and Telluride, Colorado. U.S. Shocking. I love it. Uh, I had number five, Morocco, four, France, three, Thailand, two, Cambodia, one, Patagonia, particularly the Argentinian side. So there you have it. And what a great coffee chat that was. I love, why is it so enjoyable to chat over a cup of coffee? I don't know. It's just I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're a tea drinker or or, uh, any type of beverage, I think, but particularly something about having a chat over a cup of coffee is therapeutic in some way. I don't know how to describe it. I'm going to give a shout out to somebody, two people actually in the community in just a second. First, I want to quickly once again thank Aeropress for supporting today's show. I'm so thrilled to get going with them as a supporter of this show. And if you go to aeropressinc.com, that's A-E-R-O-P-R-E-S-S-I-N-C.com, you can check out what the Aeropress is and it's just the spectacular light minimal coffee maker that makes the best cup of coffee you will ever have at home i i one thing i love about because we have these certain cups we drink out of and i've gotten it down to a science where i know exactly how much to put in in terms of the coffee when i press it through the press and how much water to add in afterwards and that's a great thing because you can tweak it a little bit and you can literally make the perfect cup of coffee every day. And like you said, there's no, I like the purity of it that there's no plugs or anything like that. It's just super simple setup, super easy to use if you wanted to do a little research and super inexpensive as well. And if you want to do a little research on it, you could just Google it and look on some YouTube videos and, and see how people... I also have to add, it's very easy to clean. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Jason is... I hate the water yeah. well like all right, this is a perfect example we have this awesome juice machine but i don't want to use it because it's such a pain to clean you got to take out like 19 parts this thing you just pop out the coffee pull it out rinse it off and you're done in literally five seconds yeah it's, it's very easy for men that is not that good at cleaning i tell i <laughs> i was women. so pumped that these guys wanted to work with us because i am obsessed with this product i am i use it Every single, pretty much every single day of my life. We've been buying those things. That was before they asked you to. We've been buying it for friends in Norway. Oh, yeah. As gifts. We've bought this as gifts for people. I've recommended it to multiple people and they've bought it for themselves. This is something that I've been using and recommending for, I think, a couple of years now, almost at least. Anyway, thrilled to have those guys on. Thanks for supporting today's show. Check it out, aeropressinc.com and pick one up. Take it camping with you. Take it on your next trip. Take it on your next road trip um, and then enjoy it at home as well. I love things that you can use at home and on the road. It's a spectacular coffee maker. So thanks to them. Okay. Uh, quick shout out to Jack and Emily. You haven't heard this email yet, Anadorta. 
Um, I'll read you guys a snippet of it. It says, Hi, Jason. Your podcasts have been a huge resource of information, laughs, and adventure ideas over the last year or so that I've been following. Keep it up. Can't wait to hear more, and I'll be a lifelong listener. That's nice. Um, Just getting in touch to say that we are finally going for it. My girlfriend and I are going to be leaving our home in the middle of the UK to go and see the world. It has been a dream of ours since we met, first met over two years ago now. Our love of travel was one of the first things we talked about and bonded over, and this was always a goal for us to quit our nine-to-five jobs and become full-time travelers. We have had such a long journey waiting for this as my partner was waiting for a major operation. Now she has had it and is nearly fully recovered. We will be off on our adventures. Uh, And they go on to say, we have not been on any adventure yet this year as we were planning to set off around October and head to Southeast Asia, then Australia, and jump into a camper van. After that, the world is literally our oyster. I'll be taking a laptop with me, and hopefully we will make a go of the digital nomad lifestyle. Luckily, our family and friends have been very supportive of us and are telling us to go for it. We'll keep listening to the podcast and stay up to date on the blogs, and hopefully one day our paths will cross. Signed, Jack and Emily. Excited travelers to be. Uh, Jack and Emily, I would love if our paths cross. It'd be great to meet you in person. Congratulations to both of you for making it happen, putting in the time. And it sounds like you've certainly been working towards this, not only leaving your job, which is a hard thing to take that leap and all the mental struggles around that, but then also with the surgery and everything that you have to do to take care of your health. And sometimes those things can be, yeah, it can make travel difficult, of course. Um, and those are things you have to do for your long-term health. But um, you guys hung in there, and now you're you're taking that on the road. I'm sure it's going to make it even sweeter to go on a trip like that after you've been through um, something like that. So really happy for you both. Congratulations, and thanks for taking the time to write in. If anybody wants to get in touch at any time, of course, you can reach out, jason at zerototravel.com. I read all of my emails, and this is a community-powered show. My friend, this show is for you. So if you have any guest recommendations or topics you want me to cover, just drop me a line, let me know, or you can just say hi and let us know. Let me know what you think. You can let us know what you thought of our little list here. Maybe this inspired you and maybe added some new places to your bucket list. So Yeah, and send us your <laughs> list. Yeah, send us your list. I would love to see your list. That would be great. Anadorta. It's been too long since you've been on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to have these chats with you. And the podcast is a great excuse to just catch up and hear what's going on in your head travel-wise so we can see, all right, how are we going to marry some of these goals together? What are we going to do? It gets me excited to start planning some adventures. Um, So thanks for coming on. And uh, I loved hearing your list today. So thank you, sweetheart. Thanks for having me. I usually high-five it out when I'm with a guest, Yay. but since you're my wife, I'll also give you a kiss. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a wonderful... Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Some people are like putting their fingers <laughs> in their mouth. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll let you go. <laughs> wonderful day. And we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Bye. Cheers. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality. 